Hello, welcome again. We're here, episode 7, Sports and Shorts of Sorts. That's right, and uh, you know what? We're uh, maybe going to try to switch things up a little bit. Like, I'd have a long look in the mirror with myself, and I had to say, hey, you're a man. You're not a ticker at the bottom of the screen. Because I find a lot of times I spew out every score of like everything I watch or follow, and that is a long list. Like, <laughs> so I'm just gonna, you know what? We're gonna try to have more discussions and less straight up score readings. But you know what? I'll probably spew them all out anyway because I, that's how I do. But let's try it. Let's see how this new thing goes. This is a constantly evolving organism known as the podcast, sports and sports and shorts of sorts. It's a tongue twister. Still is. Still have to get it, but uh, we got it. And as I do every episode. Jersey numbers, right? Famous number sevens. Like, you gotta think. Seven, the first one, is John Elway. And growing up watching football, I love the orange. I wear orange all the time. I still wear our Florida Gators hoodie because of the orange is dope. And it used to be my dad, so. But anywho, like orange. Like John Elway, he was probably one of my... Him and Brett Favre. Like, Brett Favre was my guy. Always been a Packers. But I, I had a thing for the Broncos a bit with John Elway and... Those teams, like, that was one of the toughest Super Bowls of my life was John Elway and the Broncos going up against Brett Favre and the Packers, you know? I kind of wanted Favre to win back-to-back Super Bowls, but I'm like, always got to get one, and maybe Favre will get another one. Maybe not. <laughs> but at this time, I thought, you know, Favre's got a bunch. He's going to win tons of them, but, uh, yeah, he only got the one. But anyway, John Elway would get the one. And he would go get his second, and he'd retire at two. I always thought, why wouldn't he go for that third in a row? But, you know, when it's time, it's it's time. But most people around the world, when they say seven, they think of Cristiano Ronaldo, right? CR7, he's playing his professional career right now in the Saudi League. But he's, he's going to go down as one of the best to play. Some say he is the Messi... Ronaldo debate goes back and forth, like the LeBron-MJ debate. Some throw Kobe in there, too. It, you can... That's why I love sports. The debates never end, and these debates don't usually... Well, don't usually end in violence, but, you know, sometimes they can. <laughs> and I couldn't forget, like, a Manchester United 7 that wore that before Ronaldo. David Beckham, he's like, you know... My wife's one of her favorite players, <laughs> David Beckham, but... uh yeah, Mickey Mantle, he rocked number seven. That's a pretty big name in baseball. And, uh, yeah, Pete Maravich, that's a pretty good seven. Uh have to mention one of my dad's favorite quarterbacks because it played for his favorite team, you know? Like, he loves the Steelers, and you got to mention Big Ben, even though his off-the-field stuff is not very good and respectable. But then you go to another seven, one of my favorite players I liked watching as a kid, Michael Vick, but, you know, again, with what he funded off the field with the dogfighting, I know he did his time and stuff, but that's always a blemish that when you hear that name, they're kind of synonymous, but, man, we're tons of sevens. Two more in football, I think, of uh, former CFL players that made it in the NFL. One a little more, Joe Theismann, you know, 
He's a Super Bowl winner, and he's known for one of the most horrific leg breaks in a football game. It, you, if you look it up, it's it's hard to watch. It's hard to listen because you can hear it. And Lawrence Taylor, he just he was known for stopping teams by any method or reason. And in this, he oh, it's bad. <laughs> the other seven I think of is the little guy, Doug Flutie. When you hear Doug Flutie in Canada, everybody knows Doug Flutie. Like if he ran, he'd probably get prime minister. I know he's not Canadian, but he'd probably. <laughs> You probably get in, but uh, those are some some jerseys I think it was seven. There's so many others out there, but that that's what comes to my mind. And uh, speaking of what's in my mind right now, NBA playoffs. There's I've been pushing this on everybody watching, trying to watch as much as I can. There's been one sweep so far, starting in the East, like with 76ers. They took care of the Nets. The Nets they were just on. They were overmatched, right? They couldn't do anything with Embiid and. He'd missed the game. He got hard and getting kicked out for hitting guys in the junk. That just seems to be a theme. This playoff is the junk hitting. But we'll, there's more junk hitting we'll get to after that. But I thought 76ers would take care of business. Thought maybe the Nets would get one. But, you know, sweep them out. One that I thought would be a sweep was the Celtics-Hawks. Celtics looked great first two games. Hawks won game three. And today they had a chance. But Celtics held on. So... Instead of going back 2-2, you go back to Boston 3-1, and I'm I'm looking at that Philly-Boston series already. I can't wait. It's uh, rubbing my hands thinking about that one. And, uh, yeah, these playoffs have been known for punches to the junk, but it's also known for injuries. And the Milwaukee Bucks, without Giannis, they're, they look beatable, right? He hurt his lower back in Game 1, and they he's missed every game since. And... They're down 2-1 now. Everyone said Tyler Hero having that broken broken fingers would be the bigger deal because he scores for Miami and they need help scoring. But you know what? They're doing what they need to do. They go on the runs when they need to. This is a playoff. This this team is built for the playoffs. They're much better than their seed is, you know, as a number 8, but no, they're they got the they got the Milwaukee Bucks scared a bit, and uh, Giannis is gonna have to come back, even if I don't think he's ready. And you can't have the the number one going down again. I think that'd be the first time since uh, yeah 2011 with my Spurs losing to the Grizzlies. So yeah, you don't want a repeat of that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if Giannis can come back, and if it's even enough at this point. I I think it would be, but you never know. And uh, the last series in the East, Cavaliers and Knicks, that was a great game today. The the Madison Square Garden is bumping. It is so cool to see the Knicks like this. I know the fans are delusional. They win a game and it's like, championship, baby. But that's, you know, that's, that's what they do. They haven't won a... Everyone rings in 73. They're like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NBA, you know. They're what, this huge team that is followed by so many and they just can't win so we'll see if this is their time we'll get to that later but we're going back to the nba out west and uh sticking with injuries though this one hurt because it was one of my picks to face 76ers in the finals was the clippers and Kawhi looked great in game one you know they won but i guess he sprained his knee he played game two he played pretty well but they lost that game and now the clippers have lost the next two they're like, they're trying. Russell Westbrook is doing all he can. Norman Powell had a great game. You have everybody stepping up, but missing. Paul George was one thing. We all knew he wasn't going to play, but 
I thought with Kawhi they could do it. You know, they, like he's that good, at, but his body just breaks down, and his knee is. I don't know if he's going to play again this series. Devin Booker's looking great. KD is. He's looking great. The Suns, I don't know. I thought they'd get kicked out in the first round, and here they are. They can make a run for the title, but very scary, sad news for Kawhi Leonard off the court, though. His sister, Kamisha Williams, sentenced to life without parole for the murder of an 84-year-old woman in a California casino. That's a little alliterative, but that is, wow. Her and her friend, I guess, followed uh, this 84-year-old victim into the washroom, broke her skull, robbed her. Like, you know, uh, it's just so sad. You think of how many people go to a casino in their retirement just to uh, have a good time and, oh, yikes. But, yeah, they were both found guilty of first-degree murder and elder abuse back in February, and these were just the charges coming out. The timing, it's just, man, injuries. That guy's head must be in a tough place right now. Hopefully he's got his outlets to reach out to, and yikes. But back to the court, uh, Grizzlies and Lakers, that's been a wild series. You have Dylan Brooks spouting off like he's Muhammad Ali or something, and then LeBron shows up and kind of humbles him, and here we go, another dick punch. Dylan Brooks bags LeBron, you know, just because that's the thing to do this year. He gets thrown out. Today I was reading he's kind of playing the victim card, saying everyone's putting him as a villain. It's like, man... You're putting this on yourself. You're putting that target on you. So it goes after you, and you're like, what? What'd I do? So I don't know. The Lakers are up 2-1 in that one. Jaw came back, and he played great after that injury. Like, he, he did all he could for the Grizz in Game 3. It looked terrible early, but he, he came back, and he did what he could. It just wasn't enough. And, uh, yeah, the Timberwolves game, that was just started. It was at halftime, actually, when I was just starting to record. The Nuggets were... They were a small lead, and they're already up 3-0 in the series. They're doing what a number one's supposed to, not like Milwaukee, but they at least aren't as hurt. The T-Wolves are hurt up front with no Nas Reed. And, uh, yeah, they're just, I don't know, they're they're trying. They're just, they can't put up with the Nuggets. I thought, you know, maybe they'd have a puncher's chance, and they could still win this game. Like, it's 3-0, not... You're saying there's a chance, but uh, it's looking like the Nuggets should go on. We'll just see if they'll be sweeping them out or, you know, going back to Denver for another one. We'll see. But the last one in the playoffs, I, I saved it for last because this was like one of the best games today. I didn't get to see it all. I uh, Work, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Kings and Warriors, It's it's been, you know, all that it's lived up to be. You have Mike Brown, the assistant coach, going up against Steve Kerr. They know each other very well. You had Draymond getting suspended for Game 3 for doing his Dirty Bird stomp on someone's chest, Sabonis's chest. But if you look, Sabonis had his leg. I don't know if he was trying to hit him with the Kurt Angle ankle lock, and he just kind of freed. He didn't have to stomp on his chest. He gave him a good stomp. You know, I could see the flagrant get him out of the game. I didn't agree with the suspension. You know, he already missed that important part of the game. But, you know, karma worked. Warriors went home. Steph Curry did his thing. Draymond returned today, came off the bench, and that was different. But the intensity was so high. This playoff basketball, you could feel it in the air. I, Oh, I love it. But uh, one of the weirdest things, Chris or Steph Curry is such a smart player. He never really does anything, you know, out of character, kind of going, you know, that's a J.R. Smith move, you know, like what he did in the finals. And there's the meme of LeBron going, come on. But, uh, yeah, Steph Curry pulled a Chris Webber. You know, he's going to a trap. 
called the timeout. You can Steve Kerr, no timeouts, but uh, he called it. And when you call a timeout and you don't have one, technical foul, free throws for the other team and the ball. Kings hit the free throw. Fox hits a three. We got a one-point game. They don't even need the foul anymore. Make Curry miss. And then I, I never get this. When you're down one and you take a three. But, uh, you know, Fox attack. Uh, Barnes a good look. Missed at the buzzer. But, oh, man, instead of going back to Sacramento 3-1, you're going back 2-2 with the defending champs. Like, oh, man, if the Warriors can win a road game, like... Oh my, but what a series. I, it's been amazing. I love it. From the court to the ice, like uh, Carolina Hurricanes have just been giving it to the Islanders. The Islanders got one, but I, I see this one ending fairly soon. Carolina's up 3-1 in that one. The Carolina Hurricanes, sorry. I feel like I said Panthers. I don't know how I had football going earlier in my head. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the Metropo Metro Metropolitan battle. There we go. Check it. The Devils picked up their first win. They're down 2-1. But uh, they're trying to keep, it, keep that one close. Bruins, you know, they had a little scare in game two when they... Lost to the Panthers, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? But they, they took care of business today, and they're up 3-1. They're, I'm thinking they're going to finish the next one, but we'll see. And uh, I mentioned, you know, the craziness around the New York Knicks and that fan base. The craziness around the Toronto Maple Leafs is real. So, uh, yeah, that, that game, that series can go either way. You had one game, you had the Lightning get seven. The next game, you had the Leafs get seven. And the next one went to overtime. Who knows where Game Four is going? I, I couldn't call it, but uh, <laughs> it's it's been good playoff hockey. I I was hyping it up. I'm missing missing regular season. I haven't watched much, but in the playoffs have you know lived up to what everybody says they do. And uh, the Avalanche have had their hands full with the Kraken. The Kraken have been released in the playoffs, and they're they're doing fairly well, right? You know they're going up against the defending champs. I thought this one, you know, could be a sweep just because of how good the Avalanche are. But I know they have some injuries and missing Landeskog is huge. But they're still up two one. Gold Knights in Winnipeg has been a pretty pretty interesting one too. It was always nice to see that wild fan base in Winnipeg. So the big thing in that series though was uh, Morgan Barron when he fell in the crease right onto the goalie skate, which was coming up, and it hit him. Oh, he's lucky it didn't hit his eye, or else he'd be Cyclops. But it came right up there, 75 stitches plus. And you're like, oh, man, he must have slept and went right from the rink to the ER. Nope. He went right back. He got 75-plus stitches. I don't know if they had, like, some professional crochet or someone back there weaving it in. But they stitched him up, and he went back up and finished the game. That... That's just insane to me, but uh, that's been a great series as well. Tough loss the last game, you know, in overtime for the Jets, but it's been a good one. And then there's a series, I, I'm always intrigued when you have teams playing against former cities they were in. You know, and you kind of have that with the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota North Stars. Oh, check that Minnesota Wild. But, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good series. Uh, Dallas pulled it out today, and they uh, evened it up going back to Texas. And uh, my other series that I'm super pumped for, I picked Boston in the final. And out of the West, I picked the Oilers. I hope I didn't jinx them. The Kings uh, have a 2-1 lead coming into the game today. And uh, when I checked into the game... 
It was already 3 nothing, and I was going, oh, man, the Kings are going to go up 3-1. But just before recording, it was 3-2, so I'm, the Oilers are coming back. I'm hoping it doesn't go to overtime because uh, the last few games in overtime, the Kings have won. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, good endings to the Oilers game and the Nuggets game after recording. You know, I'll be checking into those to see if they live up to the billing as well. And we started... We started on the court, not the people's court, but the basketball court. We went to the ice. Now we're going to the pitch. Just a quick stop into the UK where Arsenal, who's at the top, they've been tying everybody this draw party, and they're like, we need a win. We're playing the 20th seed, Southampton. Except Southampton goes up, and they have to do this miraculous comeback just to get their third draw in a row, and that opens it up for Man City. They're just salivating, but they were too busy. They were in the FA Cup. They, they couldn't play their tie today because, you know, with different tournaments going on, the NBA's trying to do something like this. In, foot, in footy it works. I don't know how it will in the NBA, but in footy it works. Anywho, Man City didn't play EPL this week because they were playing their semifinal game against Sheffield United, which they easily took, you know, it was nothing to them. So they're going to the final. And the other final was Manchester United taking on Brighton, and that was a much much more contested game, going to penalties with Manchester United winning in penalties, setting up an all-Manchester FA Cup June 3rd. So that'll be something to check out. But anyway, back to the EPL. Like, oh man, with that big fixture coming up now, I mentioned Manchester City, I mentioned Arsenal, how Man City is catching them. They are, they're they're going to run past them if Arsenal doesn't do anything here. But Arsenal has a chance to, you know, stop it a bit when they play Man City when is it? April 26th, this upcoming Wednesday. This could be the biggest game of the year for the title. Arsenal need to come up with a win. If they let Man City, I, like, it's done. There's no way they can catch them. They need to slow the momentum on this Man City train because it's coming in hot. And uh, Tottenham needed a big game, and they've done what Tottenham kind of does. They lost 6-1 to Newcastle. There were people leaving, I think, at, before the half-hour mark. They traveled all the way from London to Newcastle just... To not even make a half hour. That's that's wild. That could cost this that match could cost Tottenham a Champions League spot. But uh as I said, it's between Arsenal and Man City for them top. The bottom is still wild. From thirteenth to nineteenth place, they're separated by seven points. So every game coming up, it's it's really super important. And speaking of promotions and relegations, I've mentioned our good old little club Wrexham, and they got promotion. Oh, my God. Me and my wife were watching the game. It was so emotional. Like, we were watching the show, right, and you see all the locals and how much this means to one of the oldest clubs in the world in one of the oldest stadiums. Like, they have they haven't been back in the EFL, back in League 2, since 2008. And some of these people, like, the struggles they go through, the story of, you know... Like, them about to leave the team. So fans came in and raised $100,000 in seven hours to keep the team. It's just, every time I hear that, it blows my mind. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McClenney were all hugging and tears in their eyes. It's just, those are the kind of owners you want. And uh, what they've done for that community. I, like, when we go, we're going to get to Europe, and we got to go. We got to stop in at Rex. I'm singing the song, sing about Super Paul Mullen. It's, uh, oh, it was so cool to watch. But, uh. Yeah, it's 
footy. <laughs> I wish people loved it as much as I do, but uh, we're getting there. We're growing the game. World Cup is in Canada, U.S., and Mexico 2026. Gotta go to a game, man. But uh, until then, we'll still uh, we'll still promote it. We'll do what we gotta do. Quick stop, last bit of footy. I know I said I wouldn't be a sports ticker, and I've already I've already become the guy sliding around the bottom of the screen as a ticker. But no, you're a man, not a sports ticker. But anyway, in the Syria, Napoli and Juventus had a super tight game. And then the 94th minute, Napoli got the winner. So they've already won the title. And this is just kind of sticking the Juventus, who has been struggling as of late. And Ligue, Ligue 1, the French League, that was a little emphasis. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know if I was a master P there. But anyway, there was a pretty tight game. And Marseille got a last second win over Lyon to put them in the last Champions League spot for the French League. And uh, La Liga, Barcelona had a big match against Atletico Madrid. And they won 2-1 to keep their gap between them and Real. Still looking like they should get the La Liga title. And then move to the Bundesliga. I always feel like the German language has aggressive words sometimes. And their league is no difference. You have ooh, the English Premier League. You have the Ligue 1. You have the La Liga, Serie A. And then the Bundesliga. But anyway, in the Bundesliga, um, you had uh, Bayern Munich drop a big game against Mainz. Huge game. And combine that with Borussia Dortmund's 4-0 win. They move up top. So they're ahead of their southern rivals. Again, footy's getting wild coming to the end. Little heads up next Sunday, uh, April 30th, F1 returns. They're going to Baku for the Azerbaijan GP. So that's exciting. They've been off for a month with the Chinese GP still canceled. It's like they've been canceled really since COVID came along. And uh, yeah, this haven't been able to get back there. But it's coming back April 30th in Baku. So if you're not up early, set the DVR because, yeah, it's usually an early one. But that's the Wild Sports Week. It's It was a fun one. I. Non-stop excitement everywhere, but uh, yeah, let's transition from that sport to our short. And uh, I thought seven, you know, it's associated with lucky, lucky stuff, right? You want seven, seven, seven. It's a lot better than the six, six, six sign of the beast. Seven, seven, seven. You're winning, right? Give me that win. And uh, I'd say I'm somewhat of a contest whore, if you would. Uh, Got to be in it to win it, right? That mentality. So I enter earth thing i i have this website i go to i every day i got my thing you know you do your daily entering contests i try the radio station i go to expos specifically to enter the raffles <laughs> like i don't know if it's free it's pretty good right for the most part if you win it i'm not just saying anything free fine but you know if you're winning a big prize it's usually something all right or even a hat at, uh, on 420 there, went into a little establishment, spun a wheel, and won a hat. So that's, uh, it's not as big as what's coming, but it was, it was pretty good. I'd say uh, this was probably my biggest win, though. Back in 2018, I guess pre-COVID times, uh, I entered these ones online, and I think it was, yeah, Circle K, just a random Circle K contest. They got a hold of me, and it was uh, PS4 Pro. I was like, What? Sweet, I've been wanting one, so this was a bit ago. I know the PS5's out now, but I was like, this is pretty sweet. I've been rocking on FIFA on there, as you probably can imagine. I'm a FIFA player. I got it stamped on my head. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty sweet. I had gone years without winning anything big. And then this, I was like, what? And I'm like, things are looking good. And then, like, maybe three weeks later, 
I get this email, and this was a double, maybe triple, check that, 10 times checking this. I'm not, is this spam? Because, you know, we live in this a world of spam, and not the good can stuff, but, like, you're getting, you know, people are out to get make money off you. So it's it's kind of fucked up. So that's why I had to reread this, or read this multiple times, whatever English you want to speak. And, uh, yeah, it was just saying, like, you've won a contest to go to L.A., to the Bumblebee, you know the Transformers Bumblebee? The Bumblebee movie premiere. And I was like, what? So, uh, again, after I finally believed this was real, I contacted my wife. Like, we weren't even married back then, and we were still dating. We weren't even engaged. And, uh, yeah, I was like, we're going to L.A. We just, I guess we got to find two more people that can go. And I kind of called around. We had two more friends that could join us, so... We had to get their passports, do the old scan email thing. Again, we had to emphasize we weren't just sending our passports, you know, to the some Nigerian prince email or, you know, anywhere. Because it, it was very thorough checking. I was already in contact with this person before sending anything. And uh, it seemed legit. We got our stuff out. We got our itinerary. We're like, okay, so we're flying from Saskatoon to Calgary to LA and then they were gonna have a ride for us so that was cool but yeah we're like are we gonna see anybody you know in LA other than you know the red carpet because you know there's always celebrity sightings and our first one would come in Calgary our good friend the Green Goblin uh Willem Willem Dafoe yeah Willem Dafoe it was interesting he's a he's a shorter guy than I thought I'm uh I'm not too short myself but uh yeah I figured he'd be taller I don't know Definitely more goblin than green looking. But, uh, yeah, and he was on our plane, so that was pretty cool. But, yeah, landing in L.A. and then seeing someone holding the sign up, I was like, awesome, I've never had it. I know it sounds minuscule, but I've never had anyone hold up a sign for me, like, as I arrived anywhere. So, a little starstruck before anything really happened. But, uh, yeah, it was super cool. We hop into this Escalade, they take us to this... Lowe's Hollywood Hotel, it's, it is baller, like, this wasn't the Motel 6 or Super 8, no offense to those lovely establishments, but that, this was, this is pretty dope, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, another celebrity sighting right in the, the lobby, we didn't want to bug him or anything, but he had a recognizable face, I'm not gonna lie, I had to Google his name after, cause we, I, I, if you heard him, or if you watched The Princess Bride, and you heard Inconceivable, you'd know him. And I was like, oh, that is him. Sean Wallace. I had to Google it up. Shout out to Sean Wallace. Checking into the same hotel as us. Whoop, whoop. But, uh, yeah, it was super cool. And then we just kind of, you know, walk around L.A., like, around Christmas time. I believe it was early December. And gave us gave me a $500 visa to spend. And that was a little tough because I was, like being super frugal for a while i've been saving money so i found it super hard to spend even 500 bucks but you know use it to get some meals or you know uh bought some shoes just did what you gotta do went to an in and out that was one of the best burgers and the lineup for that in and out near hollywood was crazy and it was you know just cool to walk around with but uh 
as you've known from previous podcasts, that I'm usually got some cannabis nearby. So, of course, we Google Maps and dispensary because it is legal there. Well, it was then. I imagine it still is. Yeah, it's got to be. And uh, it looks super close in the map, but it was like a 40-minute walk when we were all said and done. But got it, tried out our stuff, which made everything else even wilder to check out. But uh, the homeless problem is pretty crazy in L.A. Just full shanties all over. Like, you feel for them, but I mean, like, it. I mean, if there's a place to not have a house, you'd want to be L.A., right? Like, it's beautiful weather the whole time we were there it was it was really cool but not the homeless part obviously but we did uh because we had our hotel and you know we usually like to have some beer in the room or something so we went to a little shop i guess and like for a 30 pack of beer i don't even know what it was but it was super super cheap it was coors banquet and then i'm like oh we got a bit of a walk back to the hotel as i'm walking everyone's like hey give me one hey spare one you're not gonna drink all those i'm like oh man i'm gonna get shot let's go we made it back and uh you know we had our beer to keep in our sink for there and whatnot but uh anywho enough of that stuff we had to get this show on the road so go to the tcl chinese theater you know meet everybody it's super crazy you got all the handprints the history it's just i don't know i love that shit so it was i was in my glory there and then we get to the red carpet we're just kind of getting ushered around everywhere like sheep getting herded to the next herded sheep getting herded to the next place and uh it was really cool, and then you'd have the limos just like you'd expect. The limos pulled up, people come up, and we were, like, in the cheering section, so they'd come up, shake a few hands. I wasn't right on the edge. My wife got right up there. We kind of hung back, but she hung out with this, like, group of thirsty ladies all calling for John Cena. I mean, the dude looked pretty sharp, I'm not going to lie. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, really cool to see all the celebrities up close, like Angela Bassett, you know, Haley Steinfeld. You got John Cena. And he, I did see him, you know. He, he didn't do the, you can't see me. We did see him. He does exist. So that was really cool. After that huge meeting and whatnot, they'd usher us into the huge theater for the actual premiere, and it was just us. It was just a few rows deep. It was really private. It was super cool. Like I said, I've never been to a, you know, a red uh, red carpet event. I've barely been to a theater that's not packed, unless it's a kind of a shitty movie. But, yeah, I guess, so. me and my buddy Joel, years ago, went to the Recess movie. I think we're the only two people in there over 12, but whatever. It's a good time. <laughs> Anywho, back to the Bumblebee movie. Uh, we grabbed our seats, and like the, our group went to the bathroom. So I just, I don't know, I just start conversations with people. It's what I do, I guess. Probably got that from my mom. But uh, start chatting up, and they're from Texas. They start dropping a few y'alls and that. I dig it. And they probably thought our accent was a little whack from up in Canada. And, uh... Yeah, they ended up giving us... He asked if uh, we wanted some edibles. I'm like, yeah, of course you accept drugs from strangers. But <laughs> no, they were in the packaging and stuff and look legit. And their group gets back and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I got us some edibles. And they're like, we weren't even gone 10 minutes. But, uh, and <coughs> excuse me, enjoyed the edibles, enjoyed... The movie wasn't even that bad, you know? Like, I'm not going to say it won an Oscar or anything, but... 
my bumble was bead and uh yeah it was pretty good i enjoyed it and like you said the whole or like i said the whole experience was just unreal unlike something i've ever done i don't know if i'm gonna get back to the red carpet but uh maybe i'll put some in the house we'll see but uh it was definitely something different that uh you just have to get out and try like you see a contest answer it why not me why not you fuck it enter it win it do what you gotta do get that get that scroll win that win those prizes i th I figure i'm due for another one the lottery hasn't hit yet but there's like <laughs> it got pretty wild there were a few contests where you had to write an essay this one was for the super bowl like i didn't win it i don't want we'll just start right now and say i didn't win that one but yeah i had to write a what was it, a 2,500 word essay on why, why finances are important in Canadian youth. It was, I didn't win it, and as I'm writing it, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But with the Super Bowl in mind, a literal Super Bowl. So, you know what, you see a contest, enter it. You got the the Rent City stamp of approval, enter it, you know. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. But, uh, yeah. Get out there, keep that stick on the ice, enter the contest. Hopefully those games that were on earlier are ending pretty good. But uh, thanks for coming along. Lucky number seven. Do what you got to do. Ren City out. Can't believe I almost didn't even talk about the boxing match that I was hyping up so much. Like It was hyped as one of the biggest fights of the year. And uh, yeah, I thought it definitely lived up. Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia... <sighs> didn't go the distance, didn't think it would. Uh, Tank had knocked Ryan Garcia down the second round. Nice shot there, but it looked, I don't know, I thought it would have been a little longer, but then this wicked body shot by Tank Davis in the seventh round, like, at first it didn't, like, Garcia kept going, and then he kind of dropped to his knee, and he's like, no, I'm done, and I... At first, I was like, what is happening? We were all yelling. But then, like, when they show the replay, like, he was extending. So his ribs were open. And when that body shot of Tank came in, oof, that was rough. It was, yeah, like almost 21,000 people in Las Vegas checking that out. We were we were so pumped. My buddy made a big spread. It was great. We had an awesome time. And I'm glad boxing is kind of getting back up to where it needs i feel it is anyway but yeah it's just it was such a great event